all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, the show all about finding and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. I'm Dr. Debbie Miner, Professor and Vice Chair of Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And I'm so very excited today to have with me Dr. Neutrali Patel, the Clinical Director of the Mind Center at UMC. So we're going to be exploring our minds today, talking about dementia and Alzheimer's disease, and we'd love to have you join us. Give us a call. Any questions, comments, or, or just letting us hear your story. Dial one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or send us an email to healthy at org. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit from MPB Think Radio. We'll be back with you right after the news. Catch up on past episodes and hear night, any of Hillary the MPB Clinton programs you've missed Trump on the MPB. Are back on the campaign trail this day. The town hall style forum in St. Louis was dominated early on by talk of a recording that surfaced late last week where Trump can be heard talking about groping women and making lewd comments. NPR's Sarah McCammon has more on the event. Trump is trying to move past the news of the recording, which has prompted denunciations from many GOP leaders and calls from dozens of prominent Republicans for Trump to step aside. During the debate, Trump tried to turn attention to former President Bill Clinton's own history of sexual abuse allegations and Hillary Clinton's response. If you look at uh, Bill Clinton, far worse, minor words, and his was action. His was what he's done to women. There's never been anybody in the history of politics in this nation that's been so abusive to women. In response, Hillary Clinton reminded voters of Trump's history of other inflammatory remarks about Mexicans, Muslims, and other groups. She said voters can draw their own conclusions about whether or not Trump respects women. Sarah McCammon, NPR News, St. Louis. In the wake of the latest controversy over the comments caught on tape, House Speaker Paul Ryan reportedly says he will not defend Trump and will not campaign with him over the next 30 days. A congressional source tells NPR that Ryan is focusing on protecting the GOP's congressional majority under threat in a number of close legislative races. Residents of many Atlantic coastal counties in Georgia and South Carolina are being allowed back into their communities to assess the damage from Hurricane Matthew. The storm killed at least 21 people in four states, and even though the remnants of the storm are now out at sea, NPR's David Shaper reports dangers still remain. Floodwaters continue to rise in North Carolina after the hurricane's torrential downpours dumped more than a foot of rain in some parts of the state. In South Carolina and Georgia, officials lifted evacuation orders, but authorities warn that downed trees and power lines remain a threat, and hundreds of thousands in the region are still without power. That's NPR's David Shaper. 
Transit officials in New Jersey have restarted partial train service in Hoboken. This follows last month's train crash that killed one person and injured more than 100 others. NPR's Hansi Lowang reports crews are still repairing the train tracks where the accident occurred. Federal investigators are still looking into what exactly caused last month's train accident. So far, event data and video recorders show that the engineer blew the train's horn before entering the station. Then the train sped up to 21 miles per hour just before it crashed. That's more than twice the speed limit for trains inside the terminal. Terminal. Investigators from the National Transportation Safety Board are set to meet in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday to discuss their findings. Hansi Luong, NPR News. U.S. stocks higher with the Dow gaining 117 points. It's at 18,357. NASDAQ has gained 42 points and the S&P is up 12. This is NPR News. The U.S. Navy says two missiles fired from Yemen's rebel-held territory have landed near a destroyer in the Red Sea. Meanwhile, NPR's Allison Muse explains Saudi Arabia says it intercepted a ballistic missile fired from Yemeni territory. The Navy says the ship was in international waters off the coast of Yemen when the crew detected two inbound missiles. There was no damage done. The Navy assesses the missiles were launched from Houthi rebel-held territory. Saudi Arabia, which has led an 18-month air war against the Houthis, says it meanwhile intercepted two ballistic missiles one headed toward the Saudi city of Ta'if. Pro-Houthi media claim that missile reached its destination, the King Fahed Air Base. The attacks come after Saudi-led airstrikes killed more than 140 people attending a funeral in Yemen's rebel-held capital, and after rebel leader Abdul Malik al-Houthi called for revenge. Alison Muse, NPR News, Beirut. Negotiators for the Chicago Teachers Union and Chicago Public Schools are in negotiations to avert a teacher strike. The union, representing nearly 30,000 people, rejected the district's last offer in February. Drake has broken a record in earning 13 American Music Award nominations in a single year, surpassing the record set by Michael Jackson in 1984. Today's announcement also reveals Rihanna, Adele, Justin Bieber, and Beyonce are also among the artists nominated in multiple categories, including Artist of the Year. The awards will be presented November 20th from Los Angeles and aired on ABC. I'm Lakshmi Singh, NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Zillow. With millions of photos of homes for sale and for rent, historical pricing data, and other tools for home buyers. Zillow. Find your way home. And the Kresge Foundation at kresge.org. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to healthy at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
Good morning from MPB Think Radio. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, the show all about finding and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. I'm Debbie Miner, and I'm very excited today to be here with Dr. Natrali Patel and Kelsey Stevens, our pharmacy expert. And we're going to be talking about our brains and the mind. So I will let Dr. Patel explain what the Mind Center is, because the Mind Center is an initiative of UMMC and large national collaborators and focuses on I'll say activities related to the mind. Is that a good, simple explanation? Yes. yes. So welcome, Dr. Patel. We're so glad to have you with us. And Thank you. So we'd love to hear from our listeners any any comments that you have. So we're, we're going down our brain. We're thinking of dementia. A lot of times that's as we get older, but not always. So dementia, Alzheimer's. So we'd love to hear from you. Any experiences that you've had or questions that you may have. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So welcome. And I'll let you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Of course, I know a little bit about you, but uh, <laughs> I'd love for you to share with our listeners. Sure. Um, I'm Dr. Nitrali Patel. I'm the clinical director of the Mind Center. Um, Thank you for giving me this wonderful opportunity to speak about the Mind Center today. Um, I'm going to tell you about the Mind Center. I'm an assistant professor um, at university. I started um, this past November, and I'm really enjoying what I'm doing right now. It's hard to Um, believe you've been here almost a year. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Okay, so um, let me tell tell you a little bit about the Mind Center. Um, Mind Center is also called the Memory Impairment and Neurodegenerative Center. It uses the pioneering research, state-of-art brain imaging, and powerful genetic technologies uh, to help help crack the course of um, Alzheimer's dementia. Um, Mind Center has two arms. Um, there's a clinical arm and there is a research arm. Um, so Mind Center um, clinical arm has um, their Mind Center clinic uh, that opened in 2013, and we currently have three locations for it um, in um, Grants Ferry um, University Pavilion, and uh, another location is in Flowood. So these so are my, all in the Jackson metro area. They're all in area. the Jackson area. That's right. Um, Mind Center clinic. Um, Um, offers um, diagnosis and treatment for memory loss and cognitive impairment. Um, We offer comprehensive 90-minute evaluation that includes um, taking a history, doing a physical exam, uh, ordering um, brain imaging, um, managing their pharmacological um, treatment, and counseling um, caregivers who is going through difficult uh, time um, managing their um, loved ones who is going through this uh, devastating disease. Um, So we also help uh, caregiver manage um, the side effect of the disease um, that can be um, depression and anxiety associated with it. We offer a caregiver support group um, every third Monday at the Pavilion, uh, if anyone's interested in joining that. Well, now, I'm going to mm-hmm. stop you for just a second. So okay. that caregiver support group, yes. is that just for the caregivers of your pa- patients? It can be anyone. Okay, anyone so it's is open welcome to the public. To, oh, open to the public. That's great. And this is at Previllion. We meet every third uh, Monday um, in the evening at 5.30 p.m. There's always a physician there as well as the social worker um, to direct any questions and, um, you know, give guidance. And this is a support group, of course 
also you have other patients who is going through this devastating disease and other caregivers um, sharing their experience. So it really helps uh, minimizes some of the stresses that they're going through. Mm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> We also have a telemind program um, through telemedicine, and in partnership with UMMC Center, um, we offer care uh, to dementia patients in remote areas of Mississippi. Okay, that's why I was asking about where yeah, the clinic locations are. Right. Just the, the, I'll call it just the the uh, brick and mortar, so the, the building type right. clinics are just uh-huh. in the Jackson area, but then you also offer telehealth services? Right, telehealth services. It's called TeleMind Program, and we currently have locations in Grenada, Lexington, and a new location starting in October will be in Greenwood, Mississippi. Mm, that's right. Um, so, you know, we're thrilled to offer this care where I can um, see the patients um, in my office, and patients can be seen at their convenience. It minimizes a lot of the driving burden and a um, lot of the caregiver uh, stresses to bring them to Jackson. And um, it's very comparable to in-person visit in Jackson because I can um, do um, the similar history, um, order labs, uh, order brain imaging, and direct my nurse um, who is there at the other site um, and um, do a thorough neurological exam. So it's very, um, and do the counseling similar to how I'm doing it. Um, we can listen to their heart and lungs through audiovisual technology, and um, it's very similar because the technology is wonderful, and I can really hear the heart and lung sounds very well. So, you know, this is a plus point because a lot of our dementia patients get very frustrated mm-hmm. and agitated oh, yes. when they come to Jackson and, um, you know, um, driving is a big burden for them. So this is a plus point for the Mind Center. We also have a um, lot of research going on. So that is the other arm of the Mind Center is the research. Um, and um, this is led by um, our lead investigator, Dr. Tom Mosley, um, and um, the three main areas of um, interest for the research is um, genetics, um, risk factors, and imaging studies. So you know about the ERIC study? Um, the atherosclerosis risk in the community that's study. Right. It's a long, 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 yes. long, long, I call it a long-term uh-huh. mm-hmm. observational trial for our listeners, that's just right. in perspective there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this study um, initially started in 1980s. Um, the main purpose of the study was to identify the risk factors for the heart disease and mm-hmm. stroke, uh, because later, um, you know, we have a link that uh, if the people have uncontrolled um, high blood pressure and cholesterol, it has been linked to um, having um, memory problems Ooh, later on in one, the life. That was going to be one yeah. of my questions for lighter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, at that time in 1980s, uh, we recruited about 16,000 uh, participants, and uh, we are the lead investigator um investigating site um, in Jackson for this study. There are other five sites involved, but they're all over um, United States. And um, our um, main population is African-American. Mainly all of our population is African-American versus at other sites, you know, they're a mixed population. Um, So um, we are partially funded for this research um, of about 26 million grand from NIH. And um, recently, um, you know, we have um, several publications on it. Dr. Mosley has found that the midlife hypertension, people who they have their high blood pressure in their 30s 
in their 40s, um, is later associated with these small cell lesions in the brain, uh, which can eventually turn into uh, a neurocognitive um, disorder. So mm. that's why it is so important to control ah, high blood pressure and cholesterol to prevent the small cell lesions in the brain. Well, that was my early morning meeting this morning, yeah. is talking about some of these issues related to uncontrolled blood pressure That's and, right. uh, and how we need to truly make that a focus. Mm-hmm. for. And now you're talking about dementia yeah. presenting later in life associated with uncontrolled blood pressure. And That's of course, right. we often, I think it's probably every show, something comes up about the relationships mm-hmm. of of blood pressure and diabetes to obesity right. and the probably leading contributor to high yeah, blood pressure in our state. Exactly. But let's let's back up a minute yes. because um, I, I think about dementia mm-hmm. and uh, and you think about some um, uh, symptoms, what kinds of symptoms. And actually, mm-hmm. I was at uh, mm-hmm. my precious little two-year-old grandson's birthday yesterday yep. and mm-hmm. and my daughter-in-law's grandmother was there and she had had this and i'm probably telling this wrong but the bottom mm-hmm. line is she had this profound like dementia and right. this, this presentation and thought ready for a nursing home and then it was mm-hmm. discovered that this was really brought on by a medicine that she'd been given Mm-hmm. and took that medicine away, and she's doing great. She's at the birthday party having a wonderful time with all of us. Yeah. So uh, it, it, dementia can be a permanent thing, or it can be a temporary thing. So how do you know? How do you know? You talked about this wonderful mm-hmm. assessment that mm-hmm. you can do either in the clinic or yeah. wonderful through this telehealth, telemind right. uh, process. So how do you know when mm-hmm. someone needs to be assessed for dementia? Sure. Um, so w- we can talk about the first science of dementia, and then I'll later talk about how we roll out some of the reversible causes of dementia, okay. which can present similarly to someone having memory type of problems. Um, so, you know, the first sign uh, that many pr- people notice is the forgetfulness, um, <laughs> severe enough to affect their work, uh, their lifelong hobbies, or their social life. Um, other symptoms can include uh, confusion, um, trouble with organizing. Uh, they often uh, misplace things um, and sometimes they have trouble expressing their thoughts. Um, they sometimes get lost in the familiar places, or sometimes you may see some changes in personality or behavior. There's always this uh, 10 warning signs of Alzheimer's dementia, but memory loss, forgetfulness is most most noticeable. Um, sometimes they have problems with uh, language, finding uh, right words sometimes. Um, they have problems with uh, abstract thinking. Um, you can sometimes see a change in behavior or mood. Um, it could be linked to their agitation, anxiety, or aggression. A lot of other things can cause this, but you know, sometimes they are just not motivated. You see that um, loss in initiative um, with these people, and um, sometimes they you also notice some poor judgment they make. Um, these people sometimes are find um, to you know um, make wrong judgment about donating a large amount of money to third world countries or to charity. Programs. So these are some of the signs, uh, but the earliest sign is forgetfulness. But of course, there is a difference between normal aging versus, um, you know, someone with dementia, someone 
with normal aging, even though they forget, it will come back to them later. Or if they attend a party or somewhere, they will remember going and attending that party, attending, you know, knowing the details of the party versus someone with Alzheimer's, even though they will have some memory glitches that they attended it, they may not remember the full details of it. And sometimes they may not even remember attending a party. So that can mm. be some of the differences between normal aging versus um, Alzheimer's. So in Mind Center Clinic, you know, we make sure that we rule out other reversible causes of dementia. So there are several vitamins deficiencies that are linked to it, like vitamin B12, folic acid, mm -hmm. thiamine. So we need to make sure that it's not linked to that. A lot of the medications can cause and can present similarly, can cause forgetfulness. A lot of the pain medications, if people are taking that muscle relaxers, can make them feel very off and confused. A lot of the over-the-counter um, cold type of medicines, all of them have... Um, we call it anticholinergic function. It can cause um, a lot of the lapses in the memory. So we try to look at their medications very closely. A lot of the herbal medications can start interacting with their regular medication, can cause uh, memory problems as well. So we try to rule out medications which could be contributing to this um, Allergy medications like, uh, you know, Claritin and Zyrtex have been linked to this proton pumped inhibitors. Uh, people who mm -hmm. have acid reflux are taking on this daily basis, omeprazole and prilosec. And that, that's, kind of an, yeah. that's kind of a new recognition yeah. after yeah. after a while. I mean, pretty much people have felt like they should take proton pumps for years un yeah. uninterrupted. And now all these new things with, that's right. are coming out with bone loss and dementia yeah, and exactly. kidney kidney yeah. effects. Mm -hmm. That's right. So we try to manage their medications in the clinic and we we make sure we reverse that. Also, there is um, thyroid problems that can be linked to it. Mm -hmm. So we rule out thyroid as contributing factor. Anxiety and depression. Depressed people are having trouble with their memories. So oh, they're yes. not thinking right. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, we're gonna, so we'll we get back to this. I hear the music, which means... Yeah. Jay is telling us it's time to take a break. Okay. So we're talking today about the Mind Center and dementia, <laughs> dementia and in general, and Alzheimer's disease with Dr. Patel. And so we'll get we'll get back with you. We'd love to have your questions or comments. We'd love to hear from you. One eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And we'll be back with you right after this break. Support for MPB comes from the Pediatric and Congenital Heart Center of Alabama at Children's of Alabama, a cardiovascular care center for children in Birmingham, Alabama. More at childrensal.org slash heart. How do you know if you're in the middle class? Well, in the U.S. Middle class usually is some variation of if you're not scraping by, you actually can consume goods. I'm Audie Cornish. A look at how what Americans buy defines who they are, plus analysis of the second presidential debate. Later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. 
That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to helping at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning from MPB Think Radio. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm here today with Dr. Neutrali Patel from the University of Mississippi Medical Center Mind Center and Kelsey Stevens. And we're we're discussing dementia and Alzheimer's disease and some of the issues related to that as far as assessment and presentation. Uh, Dr. Patel just described some of those those characteristics or some of those those things that might make you think you have dementia. And as she was listening, I was kind of going off in my mind thinking, yeah, I have every single one of these. Uh, but I think the, the permanence of it or the longstanding mm-hmm. instead of just what we do on a daily basis makes that more more prevalent. And those symptoms usually develop over time, correct? They're not usually so rapid. Right. So are there any steps or any preventive measures that you've seen Mm-hmm. that can help decrease our risk of developing that later in life? Sure. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, there are lots of things that you can do to keep your brain active. The key is to keep those brain cells really active to help uh, minimize some of this uh, memory problems. Um, you know, there are several studies done on physical exercise. The so recommendation is, you know, you should exercise at least 30 to 40 minutes every day and not if, you know, five days a week uh, keep yourself physically fit that can help prevent some of this um Eat a well-balanced diet. If you look at your plate, you know, 50% of your plate should be vegetables, salads. 25% should be protein and only 25% should be carbohydrate. Oh, that's that's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, with the busy lifestyle, that's really hard. But, you know, um, there are several studies shown that nutrition, good nutrition has been linked to prevent um, some of this. Um, you know, we recommend that people need to eat walnuts every day or any type of nuts. Oh. Nuts is is very good to help keep those brain cells active. You want to keep your brain cells active by doing some crossword puzzles. You know, it can be word puzzles, word finding puzzles or math puzzles. Um, you can play Sudoku. You know, you can challenge your brain by a lot of different things. Um, the more you challenge your brain, the more active it will become. And, um, you know, you can read on a daily basis. Anything that you can do with your hands is really good, like gardening or yard work. You know, it can keep the brain cells active. Knitting, sewing, um what about you know, like all those things? Music is, is excellent. That's right. So, you know, there are several studies shown that music has special place in the brain. OK, um, music is directly related to preventing some of this uh, brain loss, especially, you know, if they can um, sing while they're listening to the music, that's even better because they have to think about those words when they're singing. Mm, um, you know, job. playing piano or guitar on a daily basis, it's wonderful. Playing musical instruments with their hands, it's better than um, just listening to the music. And mm. there is a link associated with that. So well, We had a that's show really about neat. that recently. It's really interesting, the, uh-huh. the, the benefits of, of music. Well, let's go to Susan in Madison. Good morning, Susan. Hi. I had, a, I guess, a question. Um, okay. My father recently passed, actually, in May, of complications with Alzheimer's. And he, um, pretty sh- I'm pretty sure my grandmother, his mother, had it. And um, he, he had 
you know, the forethought to get insurance. He had great insurance. He had 24-hour care, you know, which is wonderful. But I'm 48 years old, and I don't know. Is this something I should be checked for? It's terrifying. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I should just, you know, if that would just be foolishness to, to do that and cause right. myself more worry, <clears throat> you know. Okay. So what age um, did he develop Alzheimer's dementia? Was it a we, younger onset? We, we, noticed, <clears throat> we didn't even start noticing a change until he was probably in his 70s. So it's not an early onset. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lived to be, he would have been 86 a week after he died. So it wasn't a, a later, but as I said, my, my grandmother, we, you know, she either had dementia or, mm-hmm. dementia or Alzheimer's. And it just, you know, it's just scary. Right. Yeah, I understand your concern. And, you know, Alzheimer's is not just the disease of um, old age. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I mean, younger onset Alzheimer's is considered anybody less than age 65 if they develop that. But again, it's hard to know when the symptoms really started. And, um, you know, I mean, there are these rare genes that have been uh, found in research, which is linked to early onset of Alzheimer's. But most of the genes that we do know, um, you know, it's for the later onset of the Alzheimer's. So if it, if some individual who do carry this rare genes can develop Alzheimer's in their 40s, their 50s, and in their 60s. But, you know, we're talking about uh, 5 million uh, Americans have Alzheimer's disease, but only quarter million of that 5 million um, has younger onset Alzheimer's disease. So this this rare genes um, do run. Uh, I mean, if you're concerned, if you have experienced um, any memory problems yourself, um, you know, it's always it doesn't hurt to get uh, evaluation um, just to see, you know, that um, if you're developing an early stage of it. So a stage before dementia is called mild cognitive impairment, where you're still independent in doing everything on your own your, you know, normal um, routine, uh, dressing, toileting, showering, um, all that, and um, managing finances, doing laundry, shopping, um, you're not needing any assistance from anyone. So at that stage, you're experiencing some problems with the memory, yet you're still independent in doing everything on your own. That's called mild cognitive impairment. That's a stage before dementia. So sometimes young people you know, younger population, 50s, 40s and 50s may start to experience those symptoms. And at that stage, you know, it's important to get evaluation. We don't start everyone with mild cognitive impairment on medications because about 15% of these people in over three to five years will um, go back to their normal state. And we like to closely monitor those patients who are experiencing some of these early symptoms, at least doing cognitive evaluation every three to six months to see if it is declining. If it is declining, then it changes the medica- It changes our management by starting them on medication to help slow down the progression of this disease. Um, so, you know, I understand your concern, uh, but, you know, I mean, there are genetic testing that's available, um, which uh, can be offered, but some most of the insurances does not cover those um, genetic testing. So the best way, if you're concerned, you know, with a significant family history um, is just to get an evaluation and see if um, things can be ordered. If you are over age 65, you know, I mean, if you're 
I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to keep uh, going back to your age, but you know, the age is so critical in deciding what is the next step. So in a younger onset, you know, PET scan is really a good um, diagnostic test. We can see some of those um, amyloid deposit. Again, Alzheimer's is a diagnosis of autopsy. You know, you can make diagnosis, definite diagnosis by autopsy. It's a, it becomes a clinical diagnosis with the evidence of the other findings. So PET scan can help us to see those early amyloid deposits, which may be beneficial if you're having or experiencing some of these um, symptoms. You know, it can help us to rule out other types of dementia versus other, th- you know, versus early onset of Alzheimer's. And of and, course, we need to rule out reversible causes of dementia. And that's that's good to hear that that could be yeah. reversible. And and mm-hmm. Susan, particularly, it sounds like in with your family with it not being early mm-hmm. onset, then you have the opportunity to do everything you can that's to prevent. Right. And that, I, that's exactly that's yeah, exactly what, you know, yeah, black hole. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I just remember a statistic from a, a presentation I did for the Mind Center focusing on lifestyle yeah, changes, lifestyle, exactly. diet, and exercise, mm-hmm. and those kinds of things um, to prevent Alzheimer's. And I remember that um, because you, I thought, oh, yeah, when you said that 65, it, it keyed my memory. But mm-hmm. um, basically, your risk, is this correct? It doubles every five years after That's age right. 65. However, mm-hmm. still, by the time someone lives to be 85, half of adults don't have any dementia. So, That's right. So... It's that you have a tremendous opportunity there because I think mm-hmm. we are increasingly aware of the influence of physical activity, nutrition, like those right. walnuts, those blueberries, yeah. right. those kinds of things that mm-hmm. that can make a difference. Because so many of the things that our our I guess is just like so many diseases, mm-hmm. you may even if you have that genetic tendency, mm-hmm. it may not present right. in you. Mm-hmm based on your lifestyle. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And you're absolutely right about the berries. There are several studies mm-hmm. shown that that's strawberries, blueberries, all is very mm. good. Um, olive oil, people who cook with olive oil, you know, it can also help slow down the progression of this. So we recommend Ooh. everyone cooking with olive oil. Mm-hmm. I use that all the time. You're good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean... Um, other other things which other than what I mentioned is, you know, we need to make sure that there is nothing else going on in the brain that is doing that. So we like to order an MRI on the patients, you know, to make sure a tumor mass or anything else in an early onset, you know, if you experience memory problems and, you know, it is, it is important to rule out a TIA or a stroke or any of the other things. Um, if you're experiencing some urinary problems um, with memory loss and you're having some trouble walking, you know, we like to rule out a condition called normal pressure hydrocephalus that can cause uh, dementia-type symptoms. So Mm. it's important to get evaluation to make sure that we don't miss some of the other things. Mm. Excellent points. Excellent points. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for calling, Susan, and good luck to Mm -hmm. you. Okay. Thank you for sharing that with us. So we're talking today about Alzheimer's disease and dementia with Dr. Patel from the Mind Center at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And we'd love to hear from you. Any, any, any comments that you have or share your experience with us like Susan just did, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. We'll be back with you right after this quick break.
election year has been unpredictable, and it can be hard to keep track of what's true or not. NPR's election team wades through it all so you don't have to. Be informed. Listen to the station every day. Daily at 4 on NPB Think Radio. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The World Cafe, what is it? Live interviews and music with artists from genres as diverse as indie rock and jazz, folk and funk. New music and new bands on every show, all presented with wit, warmth, and intelligence. I'm David Dye, and if you already know that's what we do on every World Cafe, then tell a friend to join you for Public Radio's most listened-to music program. Tonight at 10 on MPB Music Radio. News you can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to healthy at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning. This is Debbie Miner, and I'm thrilled today to be here with Dr. Patel and Kelsey Stevens, and we've been talking about dementia. And um, before I forget, I'm going to go right to Barbara on the line in Meridian. And Barbara, thank you for holding. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Well, I've got a kind of, I don't know, if it, I'm, I'm sure this is somehow related, but um, I wondered what y'all might have to say about something called idiopathic anosmia which I've just been diagnosed with this last week. And I had a year ago gone to see a neurologist because of memory loss. I'm 66. Okay. I've just I retired recently. And um, so too much free time on my hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm having trouble just like sometimes uh, keeping track of things. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you have a job, nine to five, you know what to do within that nine, those hours, eight hours. But when you're free, you've got all these classes, I mean, all my groups I go to and things like that. It was just hard keeping up with stuff. Yeah. Well, that's a major life change. Yeah. I'd had a small stroke, uh-huh. a minor mm-hmm. stroke, which I didn't even know. I see. Mm. So, but then just this last week, I mean, just about a month ago, I started noticing I wasn't tasting mm. food. Mm. And then I saw an ear, nose, and throat doctor who said I had this idiopathic anosmia. Mm. Right. Oh goodness. So, so, this, so yeah, the so, idiopathic. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wondered if you knew because idiopathic for him. Oh, looking up says means there's no cause. Yes. I can't mm-hmm. think of anything that I've done in the past. A block, a knock on the head, or. Um, Mm-hmm. Oh. They said pops in the nose. Well, this is going right. to be interesting because you've had several things going on, and yeah. Yeah. we can't make a clinical yeah. diagnosis or anything without seeing you. But but mm-hmm. this is this is an interesting reflection, mm-hmm. an interesting reflection because you have had several several major life changes going on mm-hmm. here and That's health right. and health issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so idiopathic means, you know, we don't have a cause; it's an unknown cause. Amnesia just means memory loss. So. 
idiopathic amnesia is just unknown cause of memory loss that you have. I'm sure they have ruled out all reversible causes. Or if you're going through anxiety and depression, that can cause some of this as well. Uh, but, you know, age is definitely a risk factors for um, ha- experiencing some of this uh, memory problems. And you mentioned you had not had um, head trauma or, you know, you don't have any other medical conditions like high blood pressure or cholesterol. Um, and I'm sure things have been ruled out from an, uh, doing an MRI. But, you know, what I would suggest if you're really, um, you know, exper- still experiencing problems with the memory and they have ruled out everything and you you do, you still don't have a definite diagnosis, you have a concern about Alzheimer's dementia, they can get a PET scan on you okay. to see if, um, you know, this is really related to dementia versus, um, you know, this is from other things. So you mentioned that you had a TIA or a stroke. A-N-O-S-M-I-A, the loss of taste. Oh, yeah. and, and, and yeah. nausea. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. I misheard you. Yeah, I, I, taste. I, I said taste amnesia. Okay. Yeah. Loss of taste. Okay. So you're not experiencing trouble with your memory at all? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. So, yeah, amnesia. So, you know, um, there are cranial nerves that are involved um, in that. So if they have done, um, you know, MRI and an MRA and uh, they're not sure what's really causing that, I mean, sometimes it's hard to see those cranial nerve function unless you do a clinical exam to see, you know, if you're really having trouble with the smell. Um, I mean, did they do a smell test? Did they do they, scan. Mm. Right, but when so they did a clinical exam, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so you smelled dead, and you were not able to smell those perfumes, or? No, no he didn't have any smelling perfumes or anything, he just he put a light up each nostril, Okay. and um, just checked to make sure there are no polyps. Okay, so you have seen an ENT, and you have seen a neurologist, is that right? Well, I'm seeing him. I've made another appointment to see the neurologist coming up. Oh, it's coming up. Okay, so the neurologist will do a thorough neurological exam to make sure this is not related to one of the cranial nerves. And you mentioned that you had a stroke or a TIA in the past. Right, right. Right, so, you know, if if that TIA or a stroke happened in the area where that cranial nerve is involved, it can cause, um, you know, some trouble with um, smelling, yeah, the... Okay. Sounds, sounds yeah. like she's just got to have a, a little bit further going down that path. You need path. further evaluation, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Thank you. Well, thank you for calling. We oh, wish you the best. You. Mm-hmm. So let's go to Bubba. Good morning, Bubba. Uh, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Your lady had a comment a while ago that kind of threw me a curve, and I wanted to pass it by you. I was told by a friend of mine whose father was a physician in Romania that, uh, and he's helped me before with things like using honey to get rid of an external staph infection and stuff, you know, honey grown in the area, raw yes. honey, mm-hmm. and it worked. Yes. And uh, the doctor told me he'd never heard of that. But what I wanted to say was she said that olive oil was good if you're going to fry something, fry it with olive oil. But he told me... That would be the worst thing I could fry with because it breaks the olive oil down to where it changes the chemical makeup of it to where it is not healthy anymore. And he's a health nut anyway. And I, I was wondering which way, you know, which way is that true? I need to 
stop doing using it or it's well, okay you can it? you can use the olive oil but not to fry it because when you fry it you you know you're just breaking down um that oxidation process um, in the, you know, um, in the oil. So you can definitely use the olive oil, you know, um, to bake it or uh, to toast it or do whatever. But, you know, you don't want to really use the olive oil to fry it. Yeah, I think it's that temperature. Right. That's, that's a discrepancy. Yeah, I, exactly. I, yeah. So, so I th- I, we agree with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we agree with him. Mm-hmm. And also, as Dr. Patel clarified, right. uh, actually, if you want a, if you want a good resource if you just google mind m i n d diet this is this is independent of our mind center mm-hmm. but it's called a the mind diet and and so there there're several diets we've looked at the there's the dash diet the prudent diet versus <laughs> western diet and the mind diet but the mind mediterranean dash Intervention for neurodegenerative delay. That mm-hmm. diet talks specifically about these foods and probably fully supports what um, mm-hmm. what your friend recommends. But olive oil is the main cooking oil. But mm-hmm. like you said, not necessarily because of the temperature uh, component to mm-hmm. to fry with. So yeah, and, th- and that that diet you know goes through the all the specific like Dr. Patel mentioned right. the nuts and yeah. and. Um, the fish, you know, poultry, mm-hmm. specific recommendations mm-hmm. uh, for neurodegenerative mm-hmm. decline prevention, if I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but thank you, for, thank you for calling to clarify that because that is an important issue. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay. Have a good day. <clears throat> Let's go to Will. Good morning, Will. Good morning. Hi there. Yes, I have, I'm a college student. I'm 23, and I'm going to be graduating soon. Congratulations. And thank you. Um, and I believe my question is more generational for my, for my age demographic. So there are plenty of times like when I'm having a conversation and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, what are we talking about? Or where have I left my keys? And I don't know if it's because I have so many things in my mind or, and I can't be the only one. And I'm just going to pose the question, like, what are some ways, you know, that I can help myself to be? ourselves you know be forgetful i mean Mm -hmm. there's just so much going on you know it just seems really easy to be you know Yeah, that's a great point. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So when you have too many things going on in the brain, you know, I mean, it's hard for you to focus. So, I mean, you could be you could benefit by organizing, you know, just do one thing at a time and that can help you focus on things. Um, If you're trying to do too many things at the same time, you don't get anything done and you tend to forget a lot of the information. So this is against our, our multitasking. Right society yeah (laughs) so um you know i mean in 20s i'm not really concerned about dementia there are some um you know rare genes associated and we have some studies um, they have found patient in their late 30s as an early early onset of um, dementia but in at age 23 i won't really be concerned about dementia but you know eating a well-balanced diet and keeping your brain cells active um, it really helps um to um, think about some of this. If you're going through anxiety, um, anxiety and nervousness, as you said, you're finishing college, you're about to graduate. So, you know, I mean, you may be carrying a lot of work.
workload um, and you know that can make you feel um, jumbled and uh, flustered because you you just have too much in your mind so you know try to do some yoga or some relaxation um, you know try to sleep well at least eight to ten hours of sleep sleep has been linked with um, you know um, having some um, cognitive um, lapses so if you're not sleeping well your brain cells can be very confused the next day and it's hard for you to um, really pay attention and uh, focus so one thing at a time and um, you know try to take care of yourself and that can help with a lot of this right well my degree will be in political science and I have to be just analytical in class all the time and when I'm reading I have to be analytical and then Mm -hmm. I'm not the kind of person who can just shut my mind off and so I'm always just running scenarios through my head and so I guess that just contributes but thank you so much for uh, you're welcome yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's that's very good. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really don't know if it's generational as such, but mm-hmm. uh, because I do the same thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I know I have to get right. out and uh-huh. uh, I've got to get out and get some exercise to clear my brain, right. yeah. clear mm-hmm. my brain. Or so just so right. reconnect those neurons or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take another quick break. So we'd love to hear from you. We're talking with Dr. Patel about dementia today and some of the issues related to dementia, recognizing it as well as, as potentially clinical management. So we'd love to hear from you. one 877 ring That's one 672 7464 And we'll be back with you right after this break. Kevin Farrell, the host of Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Each week, credit counselor Chris Burford and assistant professor of finance Nancy Lauter-Janderson are ready to answer your questions about credit, investing, or saving for retirement. Or call in to share your success stories of navigating the personal finance challenges that we all face. Money Talks, Tuesday mornings at 9 on MPB Think Radio. This election year has been unpredictable. It can be hard to keep track of what's true and what's not. But NPR's election team wades through it all so you don't have to. Be informed. Listen to this station every day. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to healthy at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning. This is Debbie Miner, and we're here today talking with Dr. Natrali Patel about dementia. So we've had some interesting comments from our callers, kind of all over the place. And I know Kelsey put together several questions for us to talk about today, too. And what, Mm -hmm. what was next on your mind, Kelsey? 
So we kind of talked a little bit about exercise and eating right, this mind diet and other mm-hmm. things that we can do to help hopefully prevent mm-hmm. dementia developing later in life. But are there any over-the-counter products or anything? I know recently we've seen some claims from some different over-the-counter <clears throat> products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't get me started about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there there are no published studies really on this over-the-counter uh, products. I mean, you know, there are studies on their websites. Um, we don't really recommend any over-the-counter products. You know, some of these medications are not even FDA approved. Some of the people, some of the things that people can buy online. Um you know, there's Prevagen, but there is no published studies on that. Um, there is a there is a study on their website, but it only involves 57 people, and I I, I can't recommend um, anything like that. Um, and it's not really actually significant. So, um, you know, there there's studies on herbal product like turmeric. Um, you know, helping with some inflammation and helping. Uh, with the brain cell. I mean, it it doesn't hurt, but, you know, I mean, we don't really recommend. We just have medications that can help slow down the progression, like Aricept and Amanda and um, some of the other medicines. That's good to know. My grandmother called me. I called asking about that. Asking about it, and I said, "Uh, I don't know about that. We don't really recommend that. Well, I don't think there's any strong evidence that any of those Mm -mm. supplements or even even things like unless you have, like if you have a nutritional deficiency Mm -hmm. or you have a deficiency, like you mentioned early on in B12, thiamine, folic acid, acid, um, even magnesium, et cetera. If you have Mm -hmm. a deficiency, then yes, you correct that deficiency. But there's no strong evidence that any of those things outside of Mm -hmm. treating a deficiency can help uh, provide any type of cognitive right. uh, protection. Exactly. Definitely. I think if there's you more have evidence a... for dark chocolate, actually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> right. If, if you have a thyroid problem, correcting of that course. can definitely make yeah. a difference. If you have a hearing problem, getting a hearing evaluation can make a big difference as well. Or if you're snoring at right night and not Ooh, sleeping well, yeah. you could have mm-hmm. sleep apnea that can cause a lot of memory problems. And getting and that evaluated can make else. a difference mm-hmm. as okay. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. So it, once again, I think it goes back to, oh, goodness, we talk about this all the time. It's what you eat, what you put into your right. body, mm-hmm. not the supplements, and that good old exercise. It's just yeah. those very, very simple That's things. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if you look at um, some of the other types of even supplements and things like that mm-hmm. I, 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 I I'm not going to come about that one because I'm not familiar with it uh, Kelsey but I, I always have the concern of are you getting what you think you're getting That's because right. they're not they're not FDA regulated mm-hmm. and it can say it can say right. I, I actually I, I called in to correct Dr. Rick last week and I told mm-hmm. him in person because he said on his show he was talking about melatonin and he said get the expensive brand Get the good mm-hmm. brand. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> because I can get my Nature Made brand, buy one, get one free all the right. time at CBS, good. Walgreens, Kroger. It's not expensive, mm-hmm. but it is USP certified. So I know what is in that product. Mm-hmm. And so if I have to get something for a 
a particular reason or whatever, I'm going to make sure it's a USP or, mm-hmm. or, or other agencies certified that it has in it what it says has, oh, right. in, it has mm-hmm. in it. I've, I've just seen, I've just seen these cases where yeah. harm has been done because someone was taking something for, for what they thought was a well-founded mm-hmm. reason yeah. and uh, then had some kind of problem and, and then come to find it didn't even have in it what mm-hmm. it said it had in it. Right, and you really don't want to take any extra medications that can start interacting Isn't with your other truth? medications and truth. can mm-hmm. give you more side effects than doing any good. Mm-hmm. So without so consulting true. your physician, you shouldn't be taking anything over the counter. And if you are, it's so important to tell tell right. your physician and pharmacist exactly mm-hmm. what you're taking. Right, exactly. Well, yeah, because a lot of people think, oh, well, that's not a medicine. I don't need to tell them yeah. I'm taking that. But mm-hmm. a lot of these things can can interfere with medicines, That's different right. medicines, mm-hmm. or, or health conditions. Mm-hmm. Right. They can exacerbate different health conditions. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I always need to disclose that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dr. Patel, what other things would would you offer? Now, this is you mentioned the caregiver support group early mm-hmm. on, and I, I think that... Uh, we all have to be very, very aware of and cognizant of the fact this is very hard disease to deal with for, mm-hmm. for caregivers. Yep, definitely. I, I, uh, my husband, in a situation recently, he said, you deal with the moment. You deal with the moment, and this moment, don't try to overanalyze. Don't mm-hmm. just deal with the moment with what's going on. Right. And so what advice would you offer for caregivers? Yeah, I, oh. I know it's really stressful sometimes to taking care of your loved one who is going through this devastating disease. Uh, but, you know, communication, communicating well can really help and um, simplify some of these. So, you know, I, I, as Alzheimer's progress, communication um, becomes so difficult and challenging. So you want to make sure you want to be, uh, when you're communicating with them, be beware of your tone. You know, mm. if you if you speak softly and um, you're speaking, um, you know, paying attention to them, looking at their eye, uh, making an eye contact, um, Talking slowly and very calmly um, can help with um, the communication. You can give them one-step direction um, that can help with a lot of this instead of um, telling them, you know, too many things um, at the same time. Um, You know, try to avoid uh, the negative messages that you get from them. I mean, sometimes I know it's hard and frustrating. Um, They can get very agitated, but when that happens, just step away. You know, do not argue with them because it will make things worse for you and for your loved ones. So, you know, um, try to work on the communication. Um, when giving them instructions, if you're asking questions, just ask one question at a time. That can help with some of these as well. And you always watch your terminology. You know, um, you want to try to avoid uh, like pronouns instead of saying, here it is, you know, you may want to say, here is your hat, you know, just clarify some things. And that can help with some of the questions as well. Always, um, you know, address them with their names. If you can uh, touch them and um, talk to them, you know, that's much better because um, they will better understand you. You know, you really want to treat um your loved one as as a person and um, that can make a difference with some of this as well. You know, um, as far as um, distractions, you know, a lot of things can be making them agitated if they're hungry, if they're not sleeping well. So, you know, try to find out what's really making them agitated. Uh, stay positive and uh, 
be assuring and you know make sure to take care of yourself oh, that's, that's important yeah. Yeah. yeah because to it's hard take it's a hard. break i mean mm-hmm. you, you know hire a care mm-hmm. hire a, mm-hmm. a sitter or hire you know make sure they're going to an adult daycare center that can give you a break during mm-hmm. the day. Or if needed, right. you know, there is always respite care mm-hmm. that can help with some of these as well. Well, thank you yeah. so much, Dr. Patel and thank Kelsey, you. for being thank with you. us today. This thank has been you. a very, very interesting discussion. And mm-hmm. goodness, it's a, a common, common disease that affects right. everyone around you. So thank mm-hmm. you so much for thank being here. And we'll be back with you next week. This thank is you. Southern Rhythmity Healthy yeah. Event from MPB Thank Think you for Radio. having Have me Have a here. great week. Thank you. This forecast is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy on the go with the My Blue Mo-